Hey, I'm Drew, and you're listening to the Citizen Coder Podcast. In this long-awaited last episode of Season 1, I interviewed two devs, Zona and Lou. We talk about their entry into programming, their plans for the future, and building a Discord community. Let's dive in. Hey guys, uh, thanks for coming on with me today. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, my name is Lou. Cool. And um, how did you how did you guys get started programming? How did you get into tech? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, so I'll start. <laughs> um, I pretty much got into tech literally by accident. Um, not even joking. Um, it was in January of this year, and I just so happened to be up early one morning at seven o'clock in the morning, and I hopped on my phone. And uh, I was on Twitter and I saw a random retweet uh, in regards to a boot camp that was free. Um, and it's called 100 Devs. And at first I thought, I was very skeptic. I thought it was a scam. <laughs> Not even going to lie to you. Um, because uh, a lot of people know, yeah, a lot of people know like boot camps are like tens of thousands of dollars one. And um, hmm. And so, yeah, I was very skeptic, and I saw that uh, the classes were being held live on Twitch, which I found really weird, because everyone knows Twitch is more of a gaming platform, so I didn't know, like, there was even a category for software and development. And so, uh, I was, you know, I was like, you know what, why not? What do I have to lose? It's free. Um, but still, I thought, like, there was a string attached, so I watched the first class, and it's run by this uh, amazing guy, uh his name is Leon, uh, Leon Noel, and um, I heard he shared his story as to why he's even doing it, and pretty much he was a, in a, a tough pickle, he was in a tough financial situation, and coding was the only skill he had, and so uh, he put out a, a, Craig's, a Craigslist post, pretty much, um, pretty much putting himself out there to build a site, and he, he received a contact. Uh, from someone and they pretty much paid them up front to pay a whole website uh, to build a website for them and so doing this uh, 100 devs bootcamp was pretty much him uh, paying it forward because mm. uh, we all know that during the pandemic uh, a lot of people millions of people lost their jobs and mm. uh, unfortunately and um, this was his way of giving back and helping people to transition into tech um, because one, the money is really good, <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, the quality of quality of life is because of the high salaries. The quality of life is better, and I think he, he I remember he brought out like a study of like like the top ten happiest jobs. I think I don't know if it was in America or the world, but software engineering was on the top of that list. And so, I know for me personally, it, it kind of came at the right time because personally. At that time, I was kind of struggling. I was in a job, and I didn't see myself doing it for a long time. And I was just struggling with finding my purpose. Like, what did I see myself doing sure. um, for the rest of my life? And so it came, like, honestly, at the perfect time. And um, I was hooked because, you know, I wanted to change my own life. And there were goals I wanted to fulfill. And I saw that it was cool that, you know, right now uh, with engineering and remote jobs, you're able to work at home or like travel and be able to you know bring your laptop and work anywhere and I thought like 
dude, that's really cool. And so I did that. And then how uh, three weeks into the boot camp, uh, Lewis <laughs> and I were talking one night because I was doing like coding homework and um, he was really intrigued. And uh, it was pretty much some basic HTML, CSS stuff. And sure. he was very interested, like, like, what are you doing? Because he just got enrolled in school for network engineering. And, but he thought, like, what I was doing with coding was super cool. And he was like, oh, he wanted to try it. And I was like, that question, like, uh, you think you could balance, like, the network engineering and this? Because I'm pretty sure, like, the network engineering is a lot. It was a challenge <laughs> I was willing to take. Yeah. <laughs> and, um. He said, yeah, and he, I shared him, you know, the bootcamp, it's on um, Twitch, and um, he also posts the classes on YouTube, so I shared with him, you know, the YouTube for the first class, and he was hooked as well, um, hearing Leon's story and everything, and uh, yeah, he decided to, to go for it. Yeah, and what also got me into tech is, uh, long story short, I was studying finance years ago before we even met, and... During that, I was working at a bank. I had a bank job as a teller, and I was using that money to build a PC. And once I built that PC, it was like all it was game over from that moment on, you know, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was great. And so, um, I would troubleshoot it and watch videos on how to like fix it because so I, I guess some things didn't come out right and whatnot. And and I understood it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's what led to that that kind of passion. And at first I wanted to do cybersecurity because I guess I would hear that it was high in demand and people need it. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go ahead and try it. But it wasn't really engaging the way um, I went about it. And one thing that um, the organization 100 Devs does encourage is networking and I really love talking to people, and that's one of the things that really allured me to it, you know, aside from uh, the other great things uh, that organization provides. but and, and so I tried doing the same thing when I was juggling both. I tried doing the same thing with uh, network engineering, but it wasn't – I wasn't getting anything. The mentors that, paired, that they paired me with, like, really didn't have anybody I could, like, talk to in terms of, like, extending my network and, and whatnot. So um, mm -hmm. I decided to stop doing that, and then I went straight to software engineering. So I was expecting kind of a boot camp love story. Uh, no, we were we were a couple before, before the boot camp. Yeah, yeah, we were a couple before the boot camp. So, but I felt like I felt like that actually helped us a lot because we already had that communication and what. We learned from that boot camp is that our communication, there were some holes in it, but it, mm -hmm. but it helped us like strengthen it, you know, sure. like patch the holes up and, and, and let us communicate even better. Yeah. One thing about, um, about being in tech is you definitely have to be good communicators. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Yes. And yeah. we didn't know that at first until the yeah. more we started like peer programming with other people with each other and then that's when it started clicking it's like oh we gotta like talk more often <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and, it, and it's really hard to talk out loud especially when you're trying to think through a problem but it actually really helps think through the problem 
Yeah. Have you guys, you guys familiar with the rubber ducky method? Yes, yes, actually. It's been during his classes, he actually has a duck, and he encourages us encouraged us to well not buy a duck but like if we had like a bigger uh or like a Funko Pop I guess I have a lot of Funko Pops to pretty much yeah nice. like act as if it's an actual person yeah. and explain and walk through like what are you doing um there's a solve a coding challenge. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know what that was at first because I would see people with like rubber duckies and I'm like, I mean I guess they like their bass, like their bubble bass <laughs> or something. But but like then I started figuring that out that it's a method and it's like, oh okay, that, that makes actually actual sense. Those things belong in the bathroom, not like <laughs> the tech room, you know. But yeah, yeah, not yeah, I will see that a lot. Who doesn't like rubber ducking? Um are you both are you guys still doing the boot camp or how far are you through it? We graduated from it. Oh, you yeah. did? A couple months. Yeah, it was a couple months ago, I think. Was it a month ago? About a month ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. But the, the, the hard work still is still going, you know. It's not. Sure. We uh, we owed ourselves a vacation. So uh, at the beginning of the boot camp, we said, hey, we're not going to do any vacations until we finish it. And, mm-hmm. we, you know, we kept that promise. And now we're back to the grind, you know. Now it's time to, it's time to get hired. It's time to, like, connect with more people. You know, so that's uh, that's one of the greatest things about tech. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm guessing being in a boot camp like that, there's probably a, a lot of people you can network with. And um, hopefully they have uh, mentors available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually um, one of the, I guess, biggest gifts throughout, you know, networking. We've gained so many amazing, you know, friends, um, peers that we call friends. And, um, yeah, when we started, uh, doing coffee chats pretty, really early, like I would say like month two of the bootcamp, Leon, like encouraged us to, to start networking, which a lot of bootcamps don't really do because, you know, it's really you more coding focused for like a good, like four or five months. And then you kind of worry about networking later. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Leon and hundred devs, he, encouraged us right away to start networking right away and yeah, building mm-hmm. friendships and relationships that way yeah. so that by the time we complete the boot camp we already have like a whole list of friends that we could go to <laughs> and it hopes to giving us a reference because i can attest personally that majority of jobs i've gotten was were through references um mm-hmm. from my friends and um so yeah throughout this journey we've it's funny because we've uh, done coffee chats with several like engineers and it, like it just happened to turn into like weekly like a weekly thing yeah and that's how we were able to gain some of our mentors like just showing up and they were you know more than willing to to share their time with us which was you know a culture kind of like I guess a culture shock for me because I've never seen an industry I, I'm naturally an introverted person so networking for me, it was, mm. like, scary, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I thought, like, you know, I would reach out to people, I was scared to, like, DM people, and I thought, like, I would get so many people that would ghost me or tell me, like, oh, no, like, because, you know, we're all strangers in the internet, you know, so sure. it's, like, who am I to, like, ask for your time, um, but that wasn't the case at all, like, when all, I would say all the engineers that reached out for coffee chats, you know, were more than willing to speak with me. Um, which, you know, blew my mm-hmm. mind, you know, cause I don't think, I can't think of another industry. Yeah. Like 
it's, it's kind of the opposite for me. So you could kind of see the opposites of us where I, I started connecting, like following people and all that. And then I would just look and see who's like, I guess, in the tech world that like is in my Twitter. And I would just DM them like right away. And because my mentality with that was the worst thing they could say is no. And that's right. and which is OK. Like they don't owe me anything, you know, but yeah. But like ninety percent of the time, I will get a yes, and and I just tried it. I just hey, give it a shot. Like like I said, worst thing they could say is no. And so, um, since I'm a natural like extrovert, I just love talking to people. And pretty much when I have a conversation with someone, it's like almost like me holding them hostage sometimes for like a conversation <laughs> because I just like keep going on and on and on until like you could stop me. <laughs> You're like a wind up toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I'm the I'm the kind of guy at the office that like has a pull, a paper on his on the back and saying that hey, don't talk to me. I'll have a full blown conversation with you. You know, just I'm trying to get work done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I um, you, I I was I wasn't originally an intro or an extrovert, but I think it was kind of a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's definitely something that's very, very useful to have in any industry, really. Um, being yeah. able to, to talk to people and networking, especially. Um, I don't know that... I've Probably about half of my jobs have come from referrals from friends. Okay. Um, so it's definitely def- definitely useful to uh, be able to talk to people. Um, mm. And that's why I do this podcast. I talk to random, <laughs> random strangers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But that's cool because everyone has a different story, you know, and then, yeah. and then like maybe you'll gain something from it, um, like a, a lesson or a skill or just maybe like a new hobby or, or a movie recommendation or something like that. Sure. I, you know. I learned at least a little bit every time. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I learned a lot. Speaking of, wait, I think, uh, I don't know if I'm getting some feedback or something. Hold on a second. No, it's okay. I don't. I don't know. Um, it happens every once in a while. I notice when you talk. When Lou talks, it doesn't. But when you talk, it does. I'm not sure. If oh, that's really? a, yeah, and I'll I'll cut this out. It's not a big deal. But oh, okay. Um, I don't know if it's how close you guys are, are to the mic or not close we to the mic. We have the mic, mic like in front of us. Hmm. Uh, does it sound better now? Yeah, I think now it does. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's big. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab the mic. So do you guys know, know like no. what kind of work you want to do or where you're, where you're going to go after this or. Yeah, you... actually um, for me, um, I guess I would say in halfway through the boot camp, I I've been hearing about this role called DevRel a lot in tech Twitter specifically. Mm. And uh, I didn't know what it was at first. Um, I thought it was like a coding like language or something. Because, uh, you know, everyone sees so many people put DevRel and avocado. I'm like, what? what is, like, what's up with that? And, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think I Googled it and I found this amazing site uh, called Who. Uh, what is devrel.com, I believe. 
Mm. And um, it pretty much broke down what that role was. And um, I also uh, discovered uh, the developer advocate through a, a streamer, actually, and uh, on Twitch. And she was a developer advocate for this product. And part of her job was to live stream like herself building projects and things mm. like that. And I was like, dude, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and things nice. like that, like, where do I sign up, <laughs> you know? And so upon like researching what a developer advocate is, mm -hmm. um, which I'll explain, I guess, for those of you listeners who don't know what it is, because a lot of, it is like a fairly new term. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a new role. It, if you've heard of like a uh, developer evangelist, that was like the more old school term for it. Uh, but now it's more DevRel. And, and, and DevRel is pretty much the bridge between uh, a developer team and the community of the product that you're representing. Mm. And um, I pretty much found out that I've been doing developer advocate responsibilities like, and didn't even realize I was doing it. Uh, because part of what DevRelds do is one um, community, building communities, which I did um, because I started streaming in August. Um, and at first, like it, it was, I, I revolve my brand more on gaming because I love gaming and I've always uh, wanted gaming. to stream gaming like <laughs> for <laughs> years. And so Zona was was started out as kind of like as a gaming stream. Um, mm. And then I don't know something in me was like, oh, maybe I should incorporate like my tech side because you know I'm heavily embedded in the in you know my bootcamp journey and. Like I said, mentioned earlier, there's on Twitch, there's like engineers that are coding. So I was like, oh, maybe I could balance both like gaming and coding. Yeah. And so I did that. And then a month later, I began a Discord uh, community called the Zona Tribe. And um, and then, believe it or not, two months later, we've, as of today, like we've gained like about 200 members, which is oh, wow. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. 200 members of people in who are going through their tech journeys um, from like beginners to like actual professionals, um, which is really, really cool. Cause, and it was just shocking because I honestly thought it would just be myself and like five people and people just loved how welcoming we were and loved how supportive and how we were sharing so many resources that kind of the word of mouth kind of went out and like all of these people just, blocked to our server um which is really really cool so yeah that's part of devrel and also obviously with the streaming and doing youtube videos so i was creating content that's part uh of devrel is creating uh content um and um and so yeah and writing blogs as well i remember in the beginning of the year i was writing blogs kind of documenting my journey and so which uh, Endeavor I was called a technical writer, writer, technical writing. And so yeah. like I was doing all of these things like the whole year. I, and I just didn't realize till like later on that there's an actual position that for it, for like doing that. And mm. so, um, I've been really leaning into, uh, developer relations, um, and connecting with other DevRels and they've confirmed to me that, yeah, what you're doing is DevRel. Like, and you're kicking ass too. Sorry, I'm over. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind profanity here. 
a lot of people especially when i first started uh networking um that that will say i just want to build dope shit to be honest like just be part <laughs> of a great team and build dope shit and and build a great product and you know take pride in that and eventually yeah. become a, a leader of said great team you know um and also i've been leaning towards a business analyst also where i can you know uh still be in touch with the tech side of things but also talk to the client and like translate that to the client and the sales team and and things like that so that's something that i've been leaning a lot towards because something that i've noticed with myself is just the ability to just be able to um just the just be an extrovert. Just like that's a superpower of mine, you know. Just talk to people and see what they want to do and how they want to do it, and maybe uh, point out some some uh, holes in there that you know could lead to some constructive criticism that can make the whatever it is that they want to do uh, better, you know. So I'm I'm leaning more towards that, towards like leadership and just. Uh, Building dope shit. Like, <laughs> there's no better way to put it, you know? <laughs> Do you guys have any pet projects going right now? Like, uh, uh, yeah. Apps? Or... Um, yeah. Yeah. We're... yeah. We're working on an open source project right now for spa- for Twitter Spaces uh, called Spaces Lounge. We're most likely going to be doing like the DevRel part of that. And, you know, so that's like on on standby right now but it's going real great um we were doing some wireframing and stuff like that with it and then we are also working with a couple with a couple of the other devs starting january uh building a an app for an organization and and that's pretty much what we're doing for the most part right now and also studying you know studying is like building small projects with sure. like the skills that we learn but is that but in terms of like you know, something that is a big deal to us is, yeah, it's those things that we, that we mentioned. Can you tell me a little bit about that project? Like what, what are your plans? What is it going to do? Which one? The Spaces Lounge? The Spaces Lounge? Oh, Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So Spaces Lounge is, uh, like, uh, Lou said is, um, it's going to be a resource, uh, dedicated towards, um, kind of host and speakers of Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. So for people who don't know what Twitter spaces is, think of it, uh, you've probably heard of, have you heard of the app Clubhouse? Um, that, you know, it's kind of like a, it was a very exclusive app where you it was kind of like invite only and you were able to uh, 
join live for like live forums with like celebrities and things like that. Um, so Twitter pretty much took that and created their own version of that called and it's called Twitter Spaces. So think of it like live podcasts, kind of like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Spaces Lounge is up going to be a platform uh, to help host who uh, possibly want to find speakers for their uh, spaces. Oh. So they're able to go in there and, um, you know, pretty much uh, input their, you know, their spaces, their topic, and then be able to find uh, speakers and then vice versa. So if you're a speaker and you're looking to uh, to join, I guess, a, a, a space, you're able to find um, kind of sift through different spaces and kind of, I guess, uh, what's the word? Uh, sure. Kind of like, um, kind of request to join, like that to be be, to be a a space for that. So, and it's um gonna be targeted toward more towards like smaller uh I guess people with smaller audience that don't have too big of a following because it's easier for people with big followings to pretty much yeah they have no problems finding speakers and (laughs) things like that. Yeah, yeah, so this is gonna be (laughs) more targeted for people who have maybe smaller followings and they're able to uh find people to pretty much help um them join the and in the conversations yeah 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 it's uh it's gonna be a great thing um and that was one of the things that we i was saying that um realizing what exactly that it is that uh most of them wanted to do because the server that is doing that open source they have weekly meetups um within that server and while we were doing the wireframing, you know, and it was going great, but then they started asking, saying the things that they actually want, not actually wanted, but like features and stuff, because I really wasn't aware of exactly what the website was supposed to be doing. Sure. So that's when you take it upon yourself to communicate with them and say, Hey, what exactly are we doing with this? And if that's the case, we're probably going to have to go back into the wireframing and change some things around in terms of like how we want it to look because the way it looks now um, kind of doesn't support what it is that you guys want to do. So it, it's things like that. It's the it's speaking up and stuff. And luckily the team is like a very super amazing team with super amazing people. So you actually get that comfortability to like talk to them and speak out and, and things like that. But yeah, it's that's one of the things I was talking about about you know, maybe finding some holes in there that, you know, that needs to be addressed so you can make it into a better uh, product. Yeah. And another, yeah. I guess, side project I just want to mention is, I guess, the Zona Tribe, the community in itself is, uh, uh, we do a lot of, um, I would say we're coordinating a lot of events within the server mm, as yes, well, which yes. I guess are projects. Like right now we're actually planning a project um in the beginning, right after the New Year's, uh, centering content creation, because we have a lot of uh, members of the tribe that, you know, are content creators, um, yeah. really good content creators in different platforms, such as, you know, TikTok, YouTube, um, Twitch, and Twitter spaces, podcasts. And so uh, we're, uh, we're getting certain individuals together to kind of do kind of like a little mini conference, because <laughs> um, it's two days. Um, where we're gonna do panels and pretty much teach people like how to how to 
create a branding, how to market yourself, a strategy, because, you know, social media mm. is, there's a, a science behind it. There's an algorithm yeah, behind yeah, it. Yeah, definitely you, is. If you want to grow and be successful, you kind of have to, to know. And so we're going to be providing people um, resources and talks to help them um, to become better at that. And um, we've done multiple different, you know, events within the server whether it's coding sessions like we have um people like volunteering to teach like sessions on react sessions on typescript sessions on like unit, unit testing. testing with jest and, and different things like that super cool like uh sessions and events we have planned definitely in the next year to help people get the resources they need to become better developers nice um have you guys thought about doing like an open source contribution, um, uh, I'll say night or, or, um, an event oh, like a session you, for open sourcing. Yeah. Like where a, you guys would like, uh, an event where you guys would like get together, like have a group get together and like work on some open source projects. That's actually a really good yeah. idea. Cause honestly, like personally, I've been looking into open source. I've always like near hurts open sources. I've joined like talks of open source, but I haven't really dabbled in open source, you know, mm -hmm. myself. And that's something I'm really, really interested in. And we recently had like a, a coffee chat with like kind of the king of open source. Um, his name's Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm from Eddie Hub. Hey. Um, he's his community. <laughs> Shout out to Eddie. And um, yeah, ever since that talk, like I've just been watching YouTube videos and um, I know recently I heard of GitHub have, um, they just opened up a really cool opportunity, uh, for people to, to pretty much fund people who are building resource projects. So I've just been, yeah, really mm -hmm. interested in dabbling in that. So I think that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. We'll put that, we'll put that on the, on the ideas list because actually like, that's actually a really good idea. Like Zona yeah. said, so we'll actually put that into consideration because yeah, I've been also trying to been trying to look for open source projects just to contribute and um, make some cool stuff and be part of that that like experience yeah, yeah it's it's always kind of tough um you know recently um i've i've done just a little bit of op open source con contribution um okay but it's uh it's everybody says well just contribute to open source like that's your foot in the door you know or that's your that's your resume thing like like you yeah. should know how to do that or go about it. You know, there isn't really a group or, a, or anything where, that you could join to just get some training on how to do that. Right. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. or walk you through your first contribution so that you understand the process yeah. or, or anything like that. There's not, there's not much out there that I've seen anyway. Um, yeah. I think, I think like right now we're heading into this, uh, wave of like content creation where you want to make a lot of stuff accessible to people mm -hmm. because that was one of my struggles with trying to get into tech i didn't know where to start mm -hmm. you know and, and it's like oh you want to learn tech just learn tech like what right. uh, what does that mean like there's so it's such a broad like it's such a general thing to say and it's and tech is like the word tech is like such a broad word like there's so many things in this in that in the world of tech so um i think right now and and i think it's a great thing you know make stuff more accessible like hey do you want to learn TypeScript? well 
your first thing is probably look up uh, Traversy Media or look up the documentation if you're more into reading, you know, things like that. Right, right. Um, yeah, open source is, is definitely one of the one of the things to get involved in, but, you know, just figuring out how to do that is the hard part. Um, yeah. If you can figure yeah. that, if you can figure that part out, you know, you'll be all right. Um, I'm actually part of a group. Let me see here real quick. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a boot camp now, um, for the oh. programming language Elixir. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I think I've yeah, just asked I have. I've heard yeah. of it. Um, but the, the, so the guy who's building that boot camp, he has a discord called Elixir newbie. And every, I think they do it once a week on the weekends, which is why I can never join because I work weekends. <laughs> but, oh, uh, me too. Me but too. On, the week, <laughs> on the weekends, they do a a weekly um, where they get together and work on uh, open source projects. So that might be something to look into, even if I'm not sure if the if they're working on projects that are directly related to elixir or if it's um that's something i could look into for sure um but um it might be worth worth checking that out um i think yeah i'll shoot you the website link and yeah, okay yeah um worst case you know you can join and if they're working on elixir related stuff you can kind of just kind of just see how it goes and and yeah. at least be able to watch and see how how it's done um that would be a good way to kind of get some related experience and figure out how to contribute to open source. I know a lot of guys okay. in there are, are really good and, yeah. um, and are more than happy to walk you through, even if it's not Elixir related. I mean, obviously they're, um, the, the founder, he, he his, his boot camp that he went through was a web development, JavaScript, HTML, CSS before he got into Elixir. So, okay. Um, yeah. That's, that uh, yeah, definitely look into that for sure. That sounds cool, actually. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much like technologies I I, I want to dabble with. Um, there's tons. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. It, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so hard to, um, to figure out where to start because there's so much out there, and exactly. you know, most people just um say, "Oh, just start with HTML, CSS, JavaScript," um, which you yeah. know, that's that's not a bad place to start. And more than likely, you'll run into that at some point in your career, anyway. Unless you're dealing strictly with backend or or doing like Java development or something like that, or right, right, some other kind of <laughs> um, backendy or or mobile app development. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, you guys, you said earlier, you um, you guys game. Do you both game? Yes. Yes. We do. Yes. Talk Since to me about some games. What? <laughs> Since 1993? Yeah, that's the year I was born. <laughs> I was going to say, you're so old. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the year I was born. <laughs> I think, uh, Louis, you should go because you have a longer game. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Like, I was, so I was born in Cuba, Havana, Cuba, and my earliest memories of gaming was somebody one of our neighbors had a hacked nes so it had like a bunch of games in there which is so crazy thinking back at it now because i was like 1995 or 96 and it was like a hacked uh cassette of of like <laughs> nes games and 
now you know and i thought that's something that is in the now where it's like you emulate roms things like mm-hmm. that but it was happening way before so yeah. i would just watch my grandma play like tetris and um <laughs> she, she loved the, the puzzle kinds of games so mainly tetris she loved to play and that's so funny you know right right and then so we, i came to when we came to america we didn't have much money to um to like you know for video games and things like that but there was this video store that would let us like rent games for like a little bit and mm. that's how i would get my fill of like n64 games no it wasn't blockbuster it was like a local rental uh video oh. rental shop gotcha. it, yeah 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 it was like very local and you know fast forward i got the first real console that i really loved and i remember everything of it was the gamecube and i would play uh, Kirby's Air Ride. They had it came with like the Zelda collection game. It had like a bunch of like Zelda games in there, and it was amazing. You know, I started playing Sonic Adventure Two with the GameCube. Oh my god, the <laughs> memories! I could just go on and on and on about it. And so then I started getting more into online gaming with friends and whatnot. And I thought that was like one of the most revolutionary things. Like, wait, that you mean you could like talk to people? that you know while you're, like, playing games with them from the comfort of your own home. Like, it used to be they would have to come on over, sit next to you, and then you're playing that game. <laughs> so, with that, and then the Xbox 360, that was, like, amazing. So, funny enough, I got the 360 not because of, like, Halo or, like, Gears of War or anything. I thought that was nice. But the real reason I got a 360 was because of Resident Evil 5. Because that was the only <laughs> place you could, like, play it on besides the PS3. No, uh, I think it was PS3, yeah. But funny enough, I, I didn't care about the real games that people have been wanting to play, like Call of Duty and stuff. No, I just wanted to play Resident Evil 5. And then I started branching into, like, you know, Call of Duty, Gears of Wars, Halos, and and whatnot. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then so now I'm just PC gaming, just, you know, playing some Overwatch and when I can and... And whatnot, but I, I I was like a core gamer, but now more just like a, a Sherpa kind of gamer, where I just like to just play for fun, really, mm-hmm. and not because yeah. I want to be the best, the uh, very best, like no one ever was, you know. So <laughs> so th- there's that, yeah. <laughs> That's like a little brief history of like my gaming history, but I I I love gaming, gaming, even though I'm not taking it as seriously anymore, but I still love the memories and I watch like events like E3, the game awards, Nintendo directs, PlayStation showcase, Microsoft showcases. I I watch, I try to watch as many of those as possible because those are like very amazing moments that, um, that solidify my love for video games. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, my history. Um, yeah, I got, yeah, my turn. Uh, <laughs> I got introduced to gaming uh, really early. I, I can't remember how old I was, but um, I want to say like maybe before 10, maybe 8, 9. And so I, I grew up with uh, myself and two younger brothers. Um, so I'm like the oldest, I'm the only girl. Um, and uh, I remember... Uh, me and my brothers and my mom, we would go to, like, every Saturday, we would go to her friend's house because they would do, like, each other's hair. And uh, her friend had a son. And pretty much uh, her son had, like, I 
forgot. It was, I think it was the Super Nintendo. He had like the Super Nintendo, and um, and he was like an only child, so he was one of those that kind of like spoiled like kids. <laughs> and and <laughs> I remember growing up like playing Mario. That's how I got introduced like Sonic and you know that whole world. And like pretty much like year after year, because it was like every Saturday, like he would get the newest system. He got the PlayStation 1, uh, he got the PS2, 3, and it was honestly through, like, those weekly visits. That's how me and my brothers got introduced to, like, uh, video games. And then, um, I guess years after that, um, my dad actually came home randomly. He came home with a GameCube box. At the time, we didn't even know what the heck it was. We were like, yo, what is this? <laughs> what is this construction? Like, what is this? And he was like, oh, like, I bought this I brought for you, you guys. Square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, here, play with it. And we were like, so, me and my brother was like, so excited. It was me. This was before my youngest brother was born. So it was just me and my one brother. And we were like, super excited. And we plugged it in, and he bought, like, NBA Street. It was two sports games and, like, NFL Blitz. And I'm, like, to this day, like, looking back, I'm, like, how the heck did he even, like, find this? Because he never game. My dad wasn't really a gamer, so I don't know who introduced him, like, to the stuff. But he brought it home for us. And um, and then my cousin from New York, uh, my family from New York would come over, like, every year, and he would always bring his PlayStation 2. And that's how... Um, and I remember we went with him to buy like Kingdom Heart, <laughs> and oh. Mm-hmm. oh my god, I loved that game what so much because I'm a huge Disney fan. So I was like, "What? Like I could play with Mickey and Donald and Goofy? <laughs> like that is awesome!" I remember playing like Prince of Persia when that came out. Like such a like all these cool adventure games, and they were into wrestling too. So like all the WWE games you could think of, like we <laughs> played. Um, and then I would say, like, when I got became uh, got into my teens years, I kind of fell back from gaming because, like, mm-hmm. none of my friends, like, none of my girlfriends, like, played games. Cause, <laughs> you know, I was, like, the oddball, like, the only girl that, like, was a gamer at the time. Yeah. I got so, a gamer girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, so I, I fell back a bit. And, you know, sometimes I'll play with my brothers here and there. Um, but then eventually I got back into it oh i also had the sp i had the oh, I, I had the sp i was revolutionary i remember i begged yeah. my dad for the sp and i had like a, the pokemon i forgot which pokemon i think it was ruby <laughs> i don't remember um but there was this other game called sword of mana which i really loved sword of mana was a really i remember that game i, I was really really good the storyline was so good in that one and i also had the psp as well in high school oh. like i i think i was like one of the first persons like in my friend room that had a PSP <laughs> and um I had like uh Vice City. I remember I had been like club for that. And like Ooh. I remember like having that <laughs> bringing that out on the school bus on the way home and everyone was like jealous like oh my god I can't believe you got a PSP like what and um I don't know what happened to that. I think that my PSP got stolen. I think someone oh, like stole yeah. it in school someone got envious <laughs> someone like got in my bag and stole it um mm. eventually um and then but yeah during my teens like i would dabble you know in and out of games but mostly not because you know my friends weren't doing it so mm-hmm. you know you kind yeah. of follow what your friends are doing sure um and then uh i guess i got back into it i bought the ps4 that was like my first console in like years 
And um, I have, I would play with my best friend because um, I have two best friends and they're both siblings, a sister and brother. And I would play with the brother. We would play like uh, Call of Duty. We would play freaking um, Ghost Recon was like our favorite game to play. Oh, Ghost uh, Recon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima was really good um, mm-hmm. as well. And then through that, like Lewis, like kind of introduced me to PC gaming. Yeah. Like, man, you need to like, to, like you haven't played like, anything. You haven't played until you don't know anything. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh man, you know, cool. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. So I saved up. Oh my god, I think it was within a span of six months. I saved up and got every part of my mm. PC. The hardest mm. part, of course, was the graphics card because I kind of built. Yeah. I did my build right during COVID, which was probably the worst timing. <laughs> it was in the boom of Bitcoin when it reached like sixty thousand dollars, oh, right? Like, yeah, like geez. blocking towards the GPUs. Yeah, Everybody so GPUs. Yeah, so I got literally had everything, and the only thing I was waiting on was the GPUs, which you know there was a huge shortage. I remember I had to, I every day I was entering raffles for that thing with <laughs> oh, UX and, and yeah. And, the New Egg Shuffle, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, New Egg Shuffle. They had daily like huh. raffles that you get to go in. And I remember we would enter Discord specifically to attract like drops and things like that. Long story short, that's I think crazy. I yeah, yeah, it was very crazy. Long story short, I think I found like we managed to get. I managed to um, get yeah, like yeah. a thirty seventy through. Uh, I think it was Offer Up, like a local meetup, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up paying like I think like twice three times the price honestly yeah <laughs> which was an l because mind you at the time we didn't know like when like production will be right. back up at the time so i was like man i don't want to like have my we literally built the pc like all we had to do was stick a graphics card and i didn't want to <laughs> have my pc sitting there years like collecting dust and so i was like yeah i need to buy it and so i did it I, I, I get angry even now looking at graphics card prices because I, <laughs> I could have easily gotten like the top, you know. What <laughs> card did you put in it? Uh, she put in a, it was an Oros uh, 3070. Yeah, an Oros 3070. Yeah, 3070. And, okay. Yeah, and I, I managed to get a. the price of what I could have gotten a 3090, but. Mm. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I'm still using a 10, 1050, so. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. My, my first uh, graphics card was when the first Bitcoin boom started, and it was a 1080. I, I, I vividly remember because it was so funny because I managed to snag a, a 1070 from the mm-hmm. NVIDIA site, but it was yeah. a pre-order, and I wanted it now. I, I didn't know. It, I, I was just so desperate to get one. I was like, all right, here, I secured one. But it was like, oh, no, you have to wait like a couple weeks or months and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, I want it now. <laughs> so I uh, you guys canceled cut that order. Yeah, yeah. So I canceled that order. And then all of a sudden, I'm just looking at Best Buy that same moment that I canceled it. And then it said a 1080 is up for sale over there. And huh. I'm like, oh, bye. So I waited a couple minutes to like for store pickup. He's like, all right, you can go ahead and pick it up. I asked the clerk, hey, like I'm looking for this. I ordered it online. And then she said, how did you order it online? This was supposed to be an ad for, like, Sunday. Did it let you do it? No problem. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't, it didn't say anything. And I'm like, okay, well, here you go. And then I think after that, you can only buy it on Sunday. And <laughs> so I got really, really lucky. So, yeah, the 1080 was, like, my first one. You broke and the so matrix. I wanted to, 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I broke the I broke the matrix. So I wanted to buy a a, a thirty eighty. I wanted to upgrade to RTX because I, I honestly I really just wanted a RTX voice or NVIDIA broadcast the way it's called now, mm. not because of the games, but because of that simple technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but. But the gaming side was like a plus also, right? The RTX graphics was a plus on that. So um, I ended up paying like a little bit more than I should. But honestly, I think it was worth it, to be honest, because it's a very impressive piece of hardware. And I do not regret my purchase. Yeah, I just don't look at the prices anymore because I will regret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if if you think about it, like you'll buy a card, you don't you don't have to upgrade for a long time. Yeah, that's true. True. You know? Yes. Like the machine I'm using is a first gen i7 Dell, oh, wow. and wow. with a 1050, and it still plays most games on high. So, Whoa. I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's good. Yeah, you know, once nice. once the shit starts dropping into the medium, and you know, or if I'm trying to play some crazy game and it just isn't looking good, then I'll consider up updating. But okay, um, I also have a gaming what laptop that has a sixteen fifty in it, so yeah, okay. Not terrible. What what do you usually play? Um, I play a lot of RPGs. I Ooh, play. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, what was what's the last thing I played? Um, I actually started playing this game called Chained Echoes, which is a 2D RPG kind of reminiscent of, it's kind of reminiscent of a lot of games, kind of like a cross between Chrono Trigger and, mm. um, Xenogears a little bit. Okay. Um, just kind of a weird, um, combination, but it's, it's pretty good so far. It's a, it's a new game just came out. Um, Have you ever uh, played Divinity? Divinity, Divinity. I don't know. I wonder if I have that one. What's it about? Um, honestly, like it's. I know it's an RPG, and I played a little bit of it. I played like the first uh, portion, the first island of it. It's pretty good, and I like. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, and Mm -hmm. you can play with people. Kind of like a Diablo-ish um, style game looks like. It's 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 I yeah it's a bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's Diablo pretty it's pretty dope. It's a it's a good. really dope RPG. Yeah. Why haven't I played? I this? Highly highly recommend it. Play the second one. I never played the first one, but the second oh, okay. was the one I played. Yeah, I was yeah. Just looking at the first one. Looks like it has an enhanced edition. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's like really really old, but the second one is like the one that out. most people recommend. Okay, yeah, I'll check that one out. That one looks yeah. Yeah. The, the first one definitely looks good. Um, obviously, the second one's probably going to look a hundred thousand times better. Yes, uh, <laughs> it came out three years later. Looks like yeah, it looks pretty good too. Man, yeah, I don't understand yeah. why I've never played this. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely <laughs> definitely check it out, man. It, it's pretty cool. Like I started playing. I first played it alone, and like I thought it was a very limiting. Um, rpg but the mm. things that you could do in that game and the way you could tackle it you could mm-hmm. tackle it in so many different ways I, I was my mind was blown because i thought it was just a very one directional one dimensional game but no, mm-hmm. this is something really crazy that because i played it a couple of times with some friends and every every time we do that one that first island the scenarios are so different <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah, always it's nice to play games that kind of change it up a bit 
Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. What other what other games you guys been playing? Uh well as of right now, like games I've been playing is uh, Overwatch Two. We've been playing Overwatch mm, Two, of course. Overwatch Two. Okay. Uh, yeah, which is uh, dope, really good. Uh, the Forest, which is uh, really old. Oh yeah, but yeah. It's, it's really old, like co-op, like horror game. Which like is, a horror game, really right? Funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a horror survival game. Yeah. So you're camping, oh. making like your own resources, and trying to make a a bed and trying to look for your son but at the same time every day that passes it gets harder and harder so more mutants and cannibals start showing up and oh. they try to like tear down your camp and stuff and you have to go into caves to find clues to where your son is and then and you can find Crazy. weapons it's pretty funny it's it's like yeah. a very funny game when you're playing with people <laughs> yeah. that's something that we've been playing um and uh and huh. yeah like Oh, I've been playing Elden Ring. I like. I remember playing Elden Ring when it came out. Not when it came out. A couple months after that, it came out. Elden Ring is amazing. Definitely deserves Game of the Year. Um, yeah, I played a little bit of that. Um, did you like it? Looks. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like it a lot. I just haven't really had uh, time to devote to it. So right. I've been so busy between the boot camp and my podcast, and of course, of course. Um, I'm actually. I just started planning a video game so i'm going to be building that as part of the uh, oh, nice. my capstone project um that's awesome <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of busy <laughs> you need any game testers let us know yeah <laughs> yeah i was actually going to ask if you guys had ever dabbled in video game uh development at all usually no. people i've always wanted th- at to at least think about it there's this game called Star. I don't know if you heard of it called Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I love. I don't know if you know the backstory of that game, but um, it's this guy uh, Eric Barone, and he's a, a software engineer. Um, mm-hmm. And he was going. He was pretty much trying to get a job and break into in engineering, and he was struggling to find a job, and so he decided to pretty much start a game, <laughs> uh, create a game. And he literally did everything by himself, like a one man team. Like he coded it. He did the art, he did the music, he did the storylines mm. for all the DLCs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I developed Stardew Valley pretty much. <laughs> and I was just inspired by that. I was like, dude, that's really cool. And I, that's one of the games like I, I'm also playing as well. It's really good, like if you love like that pixel art aesthetic game. Yeah, and it's very like therapeutic. Like you're just farming a fish, you're mining <laughs> and like fighting monsters in the mines and, and all these other activities. It's it's super, super fun. Yeah, that <laughs> I has to be wanted to get into like game development, but I every time I, I want to I like think about it, it's like I hear the the scary stories of like crunch and how the team falls <laughs> apart and all those leaks that people like uh, read. And I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I just like video games and how it's made, but maybe I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> I I tend to lean towards um, like making my own stuff versus, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'd want to work in that sort of game development environment. Um, yeah. yeah. If I were going to work for a company, obviously I'd want them to have a, I don't mind working some overtime, you know, but, mm. um, 
you know, we've all heard the horror stories of crunch and around yeah. various yeah. video games. What was that? The cyberpunk had a, had oh, a bunch of, you know, <laughs> yeah. stories about it when it came out. And, um, yeah, and I don't though. see that. Yeah. I don't see that being an environment that I'd want to take part in either, but right. making games definitely appeals to me. It always has. It's always been kind of my driving force to learn how to program, aside from yeah. the job, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I've always wanted to make games. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to make this one and see how it goes. And, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and go from there. But um, I definitely, I don't know. I, I'd say I'd say give game development a shot because I mean the cool thing is you don't have to make everything yourself anymore. There's some right assets True. and right. You, know, you um humble bundle has tons of assets all the time. You know they have these bundles hmm. of assets you can get for dirt cheap. Um, oh wow! And games too, if you if you. If you haven't bought games on Humble Bundle, I highly suggest Yo. keeping an eye out. We actually bought oh, the, uh, Resident the Resident Evil. Well, for me, because Lewis, that's like one of his favorite games yeah. series. Mm-hmm. But I bought it because he wanted me to try it. And Humble Bundle <laughs> had a really good deal on the whole series. Nice. For like 30 bucks, I think, for yeah. everything. I was wow. like, whoa. <laughs> like, that's good. I would have I'd have bought that. <laughs> yeah, it was really short, and I and I got it, like, it like the last day. It was, I think, before Halloween, but it was like oh. I got it on the last like hours before that sale, and then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. nice. <laughs> yeah, like I remember when I remember I used to dabble with like the Unreal Engine three during high school when it came out on my super crappy laptop. I thought it, I thought that was actually pretty fun. I didn't know what I was doing, but I thought that was like pretty cool. So. You know, the, the passion's still there. Hopefully, like, um, I can do that one of these days. But for mm-hmm. the time being, I'm just trying to, like, refine my skills, like, sharpen sure. my skills right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty important. Um, yeah. We're, we're almost at the end of our time. Do you guys have anything you want to shout out or uh, anything you want to add before we go? Oh, man. Uh, I want to shout out the Zona Tribe. Yeah. You know, definitely join that join the server you know there's a lot of great people like-minded individuals that are passionate about you know tech uh and not just tech like video games movies anime music things like that um we have a great community there we always help each other out if someone's struggling with something as a community we go in there and try to solve it um and you know i want i also want to shout out like our our relationship too that's like one of the biggest contributions to like our current success and the success that we look forward to having in the future because you know it's leaning on each other that really helps us out get through like difficult times and you know if i if i didn't have her you know we i just i would i would i wouldn't know how to progress in like this coding journey because there are so many times we would hit a wall and we will depend on each other to to get mm-hmm. ourselves out of that, you know, trough of sorrow. And so I really want to shout that out, too. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah, definitely the same. Um, first, like, our relationship, like, because, um, yeah, I think, like, if Lou didn't, you know, hop into this journey with me, like, and I, especially times when I hit a wall and, like, hit that sorrow, I 
I would have quit doing this a long time ago, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I definitely, you know, thank him, you know, for our relationship, for leaning on each other, supporting one another, and leaning on each other throughout the tough times. Because, um, you know, when one of us were down, the other one was there to kind of pick the other up, mm-hmm. um, for sure. So that, um, and yes, the Zona Tribe as well. Um, and um, yeah, you can follow me uh, on uh, all my socials at Supernova Zona. Um, on Twitter, on Twitch, and YouTube, um, you can, yep. if you want to uh, get updates on what I'm up to, um, and Lewis is Lutech at Lutech. Yeah, at Lutech, L-U-U-H-T-E-C-H, <laughs> at Lutech. Um, we have, like like we said, we, just, we have Twitter spaces every Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we call it the Boba and Cherry Cafe, where we just talk about tech and we talk about you know motivational stuff and you know the the realness of of tech and seeing what leadership looks like for example or like working as a team you know and getting out of like the trough of sorrow things like that so we we do those topics you know for an hour you know and and it's great it's fun because we get to meet a lot of people we get to talk to a lot of people so that's great yeah that's always a good time yeah 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 (laughs) All right, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. We appreciate this. Love to do this again. Yeah, let us know. All right, we definitely will. Thanks thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Take care. Take it easy, guys. You've been listening to Episode 16 of the Citizen Coder Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with Zona or Lou, you can find them on Twitter. Links are in the show notes. You can also join their Discord community. If you like what I'm doing and you want to sponsor the show, you can reach out to me at info at citizencodercast.com or message me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Thanks for listening, and as always, I'll see you next time.